court is back in session where the judge wears stripes and both teams are ready for a heated debate. No objections, no filibusters here. Only fast-paced, in-your-face basketball. Catch all the action right here on the Texas A&M Sports Network. Texas A&M Mississippi, Saturday at 2 on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. Sports, 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 sports. So they just sit there and talk about sports? And guess what? Some good news for Houston fan, finally. Let's do this. It's What Are the Odds Wednesday on The Blitz. Diabolical. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And The Blitz is on for a Wednesday. Welcome to the greatest show in the history of the known universe. With me, Fred Fowler, the Falcon, A.J. Hoffman, Chocolate Braveheart, Aaron Raybould, Lord Voldemort. If you want to get in today... 713-780-ESPN is your number. 713-780-3776. can also get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz. Click like. Send a message. Aaron will read it if he likes it. Twitter's at Fred Fowler. F-A-O-U-R. At AJ is the real. At Aaron is Blitz. At Degenerates 975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. Watch us on Twitch. Join the uh, Twitch community. Twitch.tv slash ESPN 975. You can comment on there. Probably the preferred way to get involved with the show these days. And it is a Wednesday where we do things just a little bit differently. When you call, text, tweet, send a Raven, whatever you do, put odds on it. What are the odds? At least it was some good news that the Astros are going to keep Michael Brantley. That is good news. It is good news, yeah. I, I, that's uh, And I, I said all along, listen, I, I'm not looking to pay George Springer $30 million. No thanks. Yeah. Uh, but... This this seems like you know a two year deal. It seems like sixteen a, a year. That's seems very a, reasonable. A fair amount of money compared to thirty a year for six years. Yeah, well. I feel like you know you're basically getting two years of Michael Brantley for what one year of George Springer would have cost you. I'm good with that. Yeah. I, well, first off, good for George Springer getting getting his money yep. with the Jays. He he oh he's he certainly has earned it. Yeah, and you know the. Of course, the wife was really happy that he's going to Toronto, but uh, uh, and you know that's my second favorite team, so I'm happy that he's he's staying in the family. But uh, uh, we we knew all along he was gone, and good for him getting paid. And boy, that that makes the Jays a lot more interesting. Yeah, they, the Jays finally hit on one. They've been yeah, they've been close, trying and trying and trying, and they couldn't get anything done. And so for a team that was seemed willing to spend as much as anyone in the offseason they they finally got a guy so good for them well and it, it was just kind of nice news to hear considering as soon as the springer news broke uh it started coming out that oh well it looks like they're gonna do a package deal and brantley's going to toronto too which didn't make a ton of sense to me because toronto's really overloaded on outfielders now um but I'm like okay well that that's gonna make them better yeah but then then you get the news nope he's staying in houston so maybe they weren't such good friends. And I'll accept it. Yeah, I will too. So that's uh, that's some positive news, which the people of Houston. Welcome have, back, need. Bubba. Well, and he's he's just uh, now that makes such a big difference in your lineup because you really only have one hole to fill. Yes, you're down to the other outfielder. And Assuming that Jordan comes back. 
yeah, healthy. Yeah, which, you know, that's that's a big assumption, but, you know, that's that's supposed to be your DH. And you're not, I mean, you're definitely not as good without George Springer, but at least now you're in a position where it's not a huge, huge hit because, you know, Brantley, Brantley's a key player in that offense. And you just, you need to find one more outfielder somewhere and, and we'll we'll just see if they can they can do that and get somebody who, you know, you're not going to get George Springer, get that, but get somebody who can produce, and you hope that a healthy Alvarez makes up for the production, and suddenly you're looking at an offense that's really good again. That starting pitching, that bullpen, we'll see about that, but you know that's that's for the that's for the future. As of the day, you got Michael Brantley. So yes, now do they pay Correa? I, I don't know, and. I think that's going to be the overriding question here moving forward is at some point, do you have to move him? Because if you don't think you can sign him and if, you're, and if there are no plans to sign him, then you need to get something for him Yeah, and rebuild that farm system a little bit. And that's going to take you another step back from where you are. But uh, I, I do think that uh, I'm just glad to see Michael Brantley back. He's, he's a good player. I like him. He, he's, you know, I mean, he's clutch. He's one of those guys you want up at the plate in big situations, and that's just a good—it's a good signing for the Astros, and it's a positive signing considering it happened the same day that you, you knew that Springer went somewhere else. And again, yep. that, we knew Springer was gone, so this isn't—you know—I don't know that that news is that surprising. Now the question comes of the remaining outfielders on the market: who can the Astros go out and get? And, right, you know they, it's. Are they going to prioritize defense? Are they going to prioritize offense? Uh, like, what's what? What kind of player are they looking for? But there's a handful of guys out there, um, none that are close to George Springer. And when you lose a guy like that, I mean, he was, I guess, depending on what you think of of Trevor Bauer and DJ LeMahieu, he was he was those were consensus the top free agents out there. Um, yeah, agreed. You're not going to replace him, you know. You're not going to get someone as good as him. Um, but Jackie Bradley's still out there. Jock, Jock Peterson still out. Wouldn't there. mind either guy. Um, boy, I wish Nelson Cruz could still play in the outfield. I think he's pretty much a DH only at this yeah, point. Yeah, and you've already got one of those. You do, unfortunately, a younger version of Nelson Cruz. Hopefully, um, how about? Brett Gardner, don't mind that. Uh, so he's he's. I think still... any, any of those guys you mentioned are going to give you more than Josh Reddick. Agreed. And I think if you do that and you improve upon his Yossiel production, Puig. See that, and I know that's a name that they've mentioned a few times. I wouldn't mind seeing that. I mean, he he's got upside. Shinsu Chu. Bless you, Chu. Yeah. Uh, so there's guys I, and like you said you're going to get whoever you get is probably going to give you more than what Josh Reddick gave you last year and that's all you're looking for and with those guys that we're naming you're not gonna, I mean you can probably sign them to a two-year deal which yeah. is what if I'm the Astros that's what I'm looking for yeah yeah and and you're not looking for long-term guys here so I'm not worried about, oh Shinsu Chu's 38 years old well, I don't care I don't I, I mean just sign him for a year or two and and if he if he works out great if he doesn't Try again next year when there's better free agents on the market. Right, right. seems simple to me. Well, and hopefully you'll have some money next year. Well, yeah. and and obviously, I, I and the reason why I'd, I'd say like try and stay cheap is because I think the Astros should still be doing everything they can to spend their money in the bullpen. 
Yeah. Uh, so, and, you know, they, they've they've done some things that I've been like, okay, I'll, that, that works. Pedro Baez was a good one. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I like that signing for them. But they, they need probably two or three more guys. Um, and I doubt they're going to be in on, like, the Brad Hands. You saw Liam Hendricks is already off the market. So Yeah, I know I, they were real interested in him, and that just, yeah. It, so I, I don't know if they're getting that tier of guy anymore. But the Alex Colomes and, and Trevor Rosenthal's, those guys, that may be what you're looking at. Um, and you need to find a few of those guys. Mark Melanson, uh, you know, guy who used to be a closer, is no longer closer material, but he's right. still a useful pitcher. Uh, you know, Anthony Bass, the the kid from Toronto. So there's some guys out there that they could look at. Uh, again, that's to me, that's the pitching is what really needs to be bolstered for this team to to have a shot because we think even if the bat that they add to to play right field is a a league average player. Right. Like he's his his war is zero. That's you're still your lineup is still the strength of your team. Yeah, and and who knows, maybe this kid they signed last week out of Cuba, he's, he's 22 sure, years old. Maybe so. You know, he and maybe that's the guy. And uh so I think they're they're in a good spot there. The the pitching is is where they need to spend some money and hopefully they will. Uh so I I mean I think this is this is just a smart move to say hey, we're going to sign Brantley to this and then whoever else you sign same kind of contract and not commit long term and not spend a whole bunch of money long term because um you still don't know where you're going to be financially this year. Yeah. And I think that's that's one of the things that I kind of wish baseball would say, you know what, we're going to push everything back to June this year because by then maybe you can start getting fans back uh, on a regular basis. Maybe. All right. We'll take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. It's a blitz on ESPN 97.5-92.5. This is the blitz on ESPN 97.5. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Hope you're having a great one. 713-780-3776. Reminder, uh, late hits with Patrick Creighton tonight at 7 o'clock. Hall of Fame with Booker T and Brad G. 9 p.m. So, uh... Yeah, I think the uh, we were talking about Forrest Whitley on Twitch during the break. It's better just to pretend he doesn't exist. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, there is no Forrest Whitley. And if he shows up and does something, awesome. Yeah. That, that That's found money. But at this point, I, I'm not expecting anything from him. It's like you're going on a date with a chick that's way over your head. That never happens. Well... Please, I'm pretty sure every chick you've ever dated. <laughs> okay, probably. But when you go on that date and you know that chick is way too hot and that you, you can't believe she agreed to go out with you, if there's if nothing happens, cool. You still got to have a meal with a lovely young lady. Anything that happens is gravy. That's that's the way I look at Forrest Whitley. He's gravy? He's if Well, if he gives you something, he's gravy. Okay, cool. If he unzips, gravy. 
He throws a slider. Listen, if he if he just does like a, a grind dry hump kind of thing, that's, yeah. a, that's a win. Yeah. I mean, I, I think just direct. <laughs> just getting that would be would be awesome. Uh, a couple if of, we can get him in his brawl, like just like even if he lets us feel him up over the shirt, like that's a that's a good that's a good start, right? Yeah, yeah. Or even just rubbing against it, like rub your elbow against it, right? Uh, that we'll take that. Like the move where you put your arm around her and then you kind of slide, you let your fingers dangle so you can feel top boob. Yeah. Or when you're reaching across the table and like the back of your hand grazes them. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, sorry. I was trying to reach for the pepper. <laughs> yeah. Does that move work? I I, 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 I don't know. What do I know? Yeah. I, I think that would count as sexual harassment in today's society. That's assault, brother. Yeah. I don't think you Grab can... her boob. That's assault, brother. Yeah. Unless, unless you're the president, you can't do that. So. I so... learned that from Billy Madison. <laughs> 713-780-ESPN. Your number 713-780-3776 if you wish to get in. And uh, you can text the show. Um, um, somebody says, what are the odds you end up marrying that hot chick? And then she winds up being not so hot down the road asking for a friend. It happens sometimes. Yeah. Well, and, that, and that's the thing. Maybe, maybe Forrest Whitley is the hot chick. And then he starts, you know, doing meth and things like that and goes downhill really fast. That could happen, too. It's, all, it's always an option. And that's why, that's why you get divorced. I mean, divorced. If you get, what, two years of decent marriage out of him? I'm willing to take that, right? Yo, two years of a decent marriage is great for anybody. Yeah. That's way more than you could ever expect. I just had my anniversary. Yeah, how many years? Uh, 14. How many good ones out of those? 15. <laughs> Come on, Fred. <laughs> You're not gonna, okay, fine. Uh, Don't I, be honest. Yeah, I'm better at this than you are. <laughs> yeah, there's, that's true. <laughs> that is truth. But, uh, yeah, if you're if you're married for five years and you get two good ones out of it, Consider yourself winning the lottery. That's right, Bubba. That's uh, just you know, I'm 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 not speaking about any of us, of course. I'm just speaking about the national average. Yeah. So if you get two years out of five, then uh, you're good. You're good. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN is your number. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. If you want to get in, and uh, and two five four, the question for you. What are the odds Steve Sarkeesian's put together a top five staff in Austin? Uh, oh, top five. I don't know about that. I don't know about that either. But he, I mean, listen for for being there as short a time as he has been. And I, listen, I'm not going to go uh, jocking Steve Sarkeesian. Like, if you're an assistant coach and you can get to Texas, that's a pretty good place to be. You you get your you get your hands on that Texas high school pipeline. And that's how every career gets started. You either want to you you want a high profile assistant job in Texas or Florida, and you can pretty much the world the world's your oyster in college football. So he should be able to get good uh, good, good assistance in there. But yeah, they, yeah, pay, so they pay a bunch of money. They for do. Assistance. They pay better than than anybody really. Yeah. And and so yeah, I, I mean, I, I it's a good staff, but I, I still don't know if Steve Sarkeesian's an answer. Yeah, and I don't know how he's going to fit in Austin. I mean, that's that's not a job. It's a job that has a ton of advantages, but that's a hard ass job for a lot of reasons. And I know people don't want to believe that. Cause, oh, they got all this money and they got all this. Uh, that is not an easy place to go in. You have to have the right mentality. And I don't know if Steve Sarkeesian has that. I, I I don't know that I even like the hire. I just think you had to do something. 
And, you know, who knows? You might be paying three coaches in two years. Yep. 713-780-ESPN is your number. So, uh, Beaumont Todd asked, what are the odds that Brett Strom could turn Whitley into the next Garrett Cole? 2%. Because uh, yeah. Whitley, like I said, Whitley doesn't exist. First off, you have to create him out of thin air. And then once you make, make him out of clay and thin air into a pitcher, uh, then you've got to teach him how to actually pitch. And I, I would hope that he, you know, that Brent Strom could work his magic on him, except nobody's worked any magic on the guy yet. Yeah. And I'm waiting. Yeah, we're all waiting. I think that's one of those that uh, five years from now we're going to say, remember when Forrest Whitley was supposed to right. be the next big and there's, thing? It's what I say all the time. This is why you can't be enamored with prospects. Because for every Kyle Tucker, and let's uh, Kyle Tucker at this point looks like he's probably going to be good. Like we, we, I don't think it's a you know, he, he's not Ted Williams yet, right? And and I don't know if he's ever going to be a great major leaguer, but we think at this point he looks like he's going to be a, at least a, a major league baseball player, and, and I think above average. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that. And, and but for every one of those, there's a, a Jonathan Singleton. That and Derek Fisher and, and I mean all these guys. All these were, guys that it, everybody's so protective of until they see them play, and then it's a you know it's basically a coin flip. That's why I'm I'm always for if you can trade prospects for guys that you know can play, I do it every time. Yeah, well that's and we've had that discussion many times, and, especially and, if you're a contending team. Yeah. Now right now the Astros, I don't think they're a contender right now. So to me prospects are more valuable right now than they would be in the last three or four years right but when they were trying to win world series every year and i'm sure i I shouldn't say that i'm sure they're still trying to win the world series this year it's just not really realistic uh so i but i that now's the time to start hoarding prospects yeah and that's that brings me back to the whole carlos correa thing is in the astros case it may make more sense to move a guy like that for prospects as opposed to, well, let's hang on to them and you know we'll be fine and uh, we'll make our run. I mean, I think they're they're a playoff team, certainly a playoff contender. Yep. But are they a World Series contender? And and you know that remains to be seen. I think if, if they get the kind of pitching they got last year at the end of the season, they might be. But those those are that's why you have to play it out a little bit and and see what happens at the trade deadline. But yeah, if you're you know, that that's one where you don't want to left get left having nothing for him, especially if there's prospects out there to be had, and, and it is different for every team. If you're if you're the Dodgers at this point, you don't care about prospects. If you and really you don't care about anything because their their whole team's pretty much set. But if you have an opportunity to add a guy that's going to help you win another series, you'll trade your prospects, and you should. But if you're 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 not in that position. If you're, you know, you're, and if you're middle of the road team that might make the playoffs and that's a big deal to you, absolutely you do that. Maybe not your top guys, but you trade prospects. But if you're a team that's, you know, not great, probably not going to win the whole thing, then, you know, I think uh, then you might be looking the other way. Yeah. So we shall see. 713 780 ESPN. And I think we agree now that. The Astros is an organization. The goal shouldn't be just to make the playoffs, like eke into the playoffs. Right. No chance of winning it. And, and I, I'm not going to rule them out as a World Series contender yet. I don't, they don't look like it right now. But, you know, like I said, if they get really good pitching and you get into the season and you're like, you know what, let's go ahead and go add another starter and then go get another good arm 
if they do that, that, that could take them there. Because they, they really weren't, I don't think we considered them serious contenders in 2017 until they got Justin Verlander. Yeah. So, you know, that kind of move. But they, know, I, they are going to need a couple of those now. Because right now you're pitching, like, even what you've got on the roster is. Well, you, you need some of these guys to be, like, Arkady looked like he could be pretty good. You need him to be good. You, you need McCullers to, to finally be healthy and be good. Um, you know, Grinky, you just assume Grinky will be Grinky. Yeah. But then, you know, they had a bunch of guys last year that pitched pretty well for him. You just need two of those guys to to actually be what they looked like. And if you got that, well, that's a big ask. I know it's a, it's a, a huge ask. season. It is a huge ask. And it's, it's, I don't think it's likely. That's why you're going to have to make another trade. But if one of them does and you make a trade, guess what? One less hole to fill. Yeah. I think you're in okay. You're in an okay place. Not perfect, but. This isn't the the perfect Astros from uh, from the World Series that they lost to Washington. And Lamont says, if 2020 was a regular year, I don't think people would be as optimistic about the Strohs than, than they are now because this year was kind of a fluke and they got into the playoffs with a sub-500 record. I wonder if that's true. Like, if, it were, if last season would have been a regular, you know, full 162-game season and we'd seen the Astros for a full year, would, would people have any kind of optimism going into this year? Probably not because I think people remember how things finish. And they just not... played well in the playoffs. Yeah, they did. They did, they, and, and it, they exceeded expectations in the playoffs. But they were people forget they just weren't a good regular season team. They weren't good. We kept thinking, oh, they're about to r- run off this uh, stretch of ten straight wins, and that that never happened. They just weren't. Yeah. They were a but in a regular middle of the road team in a regular season. It probably would have happened. Maybe because you, you know, at some point they would because that essentially that hot streak happened in the playoffs. Yeah. If that happens in the regular season, they're in a much better spot. All right, I got to tell you guys about Allstate. Allstate windows and siding. And you want made-in-Texas windows that are built for the Texas weather. Uh, Allstate windows and siding is the way to go. And I, I, I can tell you this now from experience because that's the windows that are in my house now. They came out. They showed me their product. My wife and I were both very impressed. Uh, they measured our windows they customized the windows to look the way we wanted them to look. And after a couple of weeks, boom, they came in and installed them quickly. They cleaned up their mess. You would have never known they were even there, except for you now you've got badass new windows. And you're saving 40% on your electric bills. How about that on top of everything else? Uh, you can save big money with them. They, they're, they're doing these great specials, 20% off all window packages, $2,000 off all full siding jobs. They're the kind of company you want to do business with. They've got... Uh, military discounts, uh, first responder discounts, uh, cash discounts if you want to pay all up front. 832-204-1936. That's 832-204-1936. Or allstatesidingandwindows.com. I like that you broke, you broke you like me. Maybe that makes me a fool. ESPN 97.5. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. Sorry, Twitchers. Had a little business to discuss on the last break. We'll, we'll be back for the rest of them. Because uh, Chuck was asking me, Fred, are you still playing on the group poker site? Yeah, I played last night, as a matter of fact. We had a whopping five of us, which is how many you need to 
have a tournament, and I won. But it was fun. I, I just, I, I mean, I like doing that. I only signed up because there were four people in there waiting, and there was like forty seconds left before it wasn't going to fill. So I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm not really doing anything tonight. Let me jump in so these guys can play. And usually when you do that, like three or four more people will join later. But no, it was just the five of us the whole time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but I, I mean, I, I wish people would get back into playing a little bit because it was fun. We had 18, 20-person tournaments. And I'd like at least 10 or nine or 10 so that you have a full table. But getting a lot of practice at five-handed with it. So uh, a couple of big names calling it quits today, Mr. Hoffman. Okay. Sir Philip Rivers. Yeah, that's a uh, that is a big name and uh you know, a hell of a career. Uh and you you won't find anybody who says bad stuff about him. Like it's funny I was I was I read JJ uh came across Twitter and talked yeah. about a time where uh Philip Rivers was he yelled at a linebacker who was he said you're lined up in the wrong spot for the blitz you guys are about to run. <laughs> and he was right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, like a world for a guy who doesn't cuss, regarded as a world class trash talker. Yeah, that's tough to do. It is. Uh, it is. So kudos to him. A, a good career. It's crazy to think still that he came into the league, you know, the same year as Eli Manning and Ben Roethlisberger, uh, and, and J.P. Lossman. Let's not forget J.P. Lest we forget J.P. Lossman, fourth first-round quarterback in that draft. Well, and, and you know, Roethlisberger still hadn't said he's coming back. He's not. So there's a chance that that's, uh, that's the end of that era. Could be. Uh, but, yeah, Phillip, I don't know if Phillip Rivers is a Hall of Fame quarterback, but, I mean, obviously he, he his entire career was in a, a an era where passing was huge. And he's going to have numbers that compare to some all-time greats. Now, whether or not you're going to continue to be, you know, able to compare era to era with quarterback stats is a different conversation. Yeah. But the fact that he never won and really just made it to one AFC title game, never played in a Super Bowl, that stuff will hurt him. And that AFC title game was more because of the running back than it was yeah. him. But in 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 my Hall of Fame, he doesn't make it. But you know, I'm, I've got higher standards than the actual Hall of Fame. Yeah. So I think he might. Drew Brees, no doubt. Oh, no doubt. And, you know, it, it's... Although I, I still... <laughs> I'm still not a guy... Like, I know everyone thinks Drew Brees... Like, if you, if pe most people now will put Drew Brees on their Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. I think that sometimes <laughs> we oversell what Drew Brees has been... Like, Drew Brees yeah. has been really good, and the numbers well, are fantastic. That's because he holds a bunch of records, is why. Yes. But, I still have Manning, Elway, Brady before I think about Drew Brees. I would, too. Um... And, and, and probably Montana, and and honestly, Mon probably Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, well, that's and that's the thing. You better start talking about Aaron Rodgers for that group, especially if he wins another Super Bowl this year, which I, I think there's a good chance he does. But uh, but having said that, I mean he he's been a, a great player for a long time. I'm glad he made this decision. Watching him in that game, where he he looked, and I mentioned this on Monday, he looked like Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl the last time where, yeah, they won the game. He knew where to put the ball. He knew the perfect place to put it, like he, he always has. It, there, yeah. it just couldn't get it there. And you're watching Drew Brees, and you're seeing the same thing, and you're seeing, you know, it, the mind is still there. It's, it's like me when I realized I couldn't play basketball anymore. It's like the mind knew where to go and, and could see the hole, and then the body was just in slow motion and couldn't get there. Well, I, I felt bad for him because it wasn't one of those games where, you know, it, a bad call screwed him, and that was his last – like, 
his last game was a game that they could have won if he wouldn't have blown it. Like, that's a tough way to go out, and that's absolutely the case. It was They lost that game because of Drew, which sucks for a guy who's had that great of a career that that's your last moment, but it's telling that it's it's time for you to uh, time for you to, to hang it up. Uh, and Bam Bam asked, should Big Ben retire? And I, I kind of think, you know, obviously because he missed last season, I didn't think he was going to be come back and be where he was. He he wasn't as good. I don't think he's done. But boy, he's a lot slower now, and he was never the fastest guy. But he's always been so big that guys just bounce off him, and he's able to get yards running out of the pocket that way. But he he can't really move anymore. The guys still bounce off him, but if he he, he can't take off running, and he can still throw the ball. But I, I just I I think he's probably I could see next year him looking like Breeze did this year at the end. The two the the, the people ahead of him. In QBR this year, Daniel or Mitch Trubisky and Daniel Jones, the two right behind him, Jared Goff and Joe Burrow. Jose. I mean, that's where Ben is right now, 22nd in the league in total QBR. Um, I I don't know. To me, it, like, Ben's had a good career. Yeah. If ben wanted to come back and play one more year, and I'm the Steelers, I, I let him do it. But I would. the Steelers also need to get serious about their their parachute. Like what? What the? What's next? Like what's the plan after Ben? Yeah, because yeah, I I think when the Colts took Philip Rivers, they knew right this was probably it. The Saints have taken. I mean, they've put a lot. They've invested a lot in quarterback, whether it be Jameis Winston or uh, Taysom Hill. Like they they paid Taysom Hill more than any of us thought was was reasonable. Jameis Winston is one of the more experienced backups in the league. Like they have stuff in place. Although I, I mean, none of them are Drew Brees. But I, I mean, the Steelers. We've seen what the Steelers are. Their their backup quarterbacks are not good. Mason Rudolph is not a good football player. No, like we've seen some of these guys. They they gotta. They, there has to be something new. Well, and I do think this year we kind of saw what the ceiling is with Ben, uh, which is a, a, t- a team that's going to win a lot of close games and make the playoffs and maybe not go very far. Is that what you want next year? Because yeah. if it is, bring him back. Because I think you can do the same thing. I, I I don't think you can be a Super Bowl contender anymore with Ben at quarterback. What's more interesting is uh, what do the Colts do at quarterback now? That's a good question. Um, that they don't have, they don't really have a plan in place either. I don't think for the long term. Um, so maybe, you still got brisket. Yeah, and he's he's serviceable for like if you had to go a year. Uh, you know, you need a, a bridge guy, then he can be that. I think that there's still going to be some interest in them with Carson Wentz. Yeah, although the latest reports of the Eagles have said they're keeping him. Okay. And that whoever they hire is going to have to work with him. Here, here's a name that, that I saw somebody throw out that, that might make some sense. They also drafted Jacob Eason. Yeah. Uh, from I what mean, I hear, they're I, I not too... He, yeah, yeah, I don't know if he can play or not. They're but not I mean, too thrilled with him, but... Uh, he's got an arm. It's just, I, I don't know if he's got a head. But here's a guy who worked really well with Frank Reich in the past, Nick Foles. You bring him in for a year. I mean, I know he's garbage in Chicago, but who isn't? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, you know, and, and then you're down to the Andy Daltons and, you know, Tyrod Taylor and all these guys who have been. Yeah. Passed know, around. Yeah. And, and you, you were basically talking about now which which lifelong backup do we want to 
be our starting quarterback this year and bridge things. And the the problem with that is, I mean, the Colts were a playoff team this year. Right. Like they're right. They're they're, you know, in contention in this division to be the best team in this division. If you don't have a quarterback, what are you? And it's not like Philip Rivers was fantastic last year. No. But he was he was good enough. He wasn't he wasn't a negative. No, and, uh, and now I think this is where you get into the uh, if Matt Stafford is really available, then yeah, that's the kind of guy you look at. Or Matt Ryan. Uh, yeah, although it, it, I'm starting to read now from Atlanta that I don't know if we want to trade Matt Ryan. Yeah, which I I don't think I would if I were them. I because and maybe I'm just blinded by that team, but I think they're closer than their record. And I think better coaching and a, and a couple of, you know, get a couple of decent defensive players back there. I think they can be right back in the mix. But I'm, I've also been wrong about the Falcons for three years now. So um, I've been wrong about the Falcons ever since that Super Bowl. Yeah. Ever since, well, you know ever what? Ever since halftime of when that it was, Super When Bowl. it was 28 to three, you were right. I was really right. You were 100% right. I was, I, I was, you were gonna, the first person who started doing the stop the count thing. I was stopping the count. <laughs> I was ready for the biggest I told you so. That was all you that started that trend. Stop the count. It's over at halftime. No, it wasn't. And what are the odds that the Colts can get Deshaun Watson? Zero. Zero. Here's the thing. I saw odds for where, if he gets traded, he would go. I'm going to tell you right now, if you can actually find these odds, and the bet is if he's traded, it had Jets 4-1, to and it had Dolphins 9-2. to Put two hundred on each one of those. That's the only two possibilities. Yeah. It and seems. and you're basically in worst case you double your money, uh, so you, you're going to bet four hundred, and you're either going to win eight hundred or nine hundred, get eight hundred nine hundred back. So you, even money, if they let you make that bet, and if he doesn't get traded, it's a refund. Then that's the way to do it because it's going to be one. If it if it were to happen, which I I think less than one percent, it would be. I think it's more likely I'll be the head coach of the Houston Texans. Uh, you know what? John still believes that. <laughs> okay. Despite it, cause, uh, I actually heard him on today and they were, they were talking to him and said, have, have you changed your opinion on that? And even brought up that quote. And like, nope. Not even a little bit. Stand by just like the vending machine. <laughs> uh, and, and Sean, could Denver be in play for what? No, I'm telling you, if it, if it were to happen, there's only two teams. It's either the Jets or the Dolphins. That's it. It's the only ones that have the kind of assets it's going to take. Nobody else. So I, I know all these other fan bases are salivating. And I'm like, oh, we might be able to get it. You, you can't. You don't have enough. You don't have what it takes. Sorry, you don't suck enough is the problem. Those franchises sucked for a long time. Jets especially. Now, Dolphins have been, they were good this year. And they stole a bunch of picks. Thanks, Bill O'Brien. So they've got assets. It's like trading you back your own uh, it's like going to a pawn shop and they're selling back the laptop that got stolen from you. It's kind of what it is. Let me throw one more team out there that may, you know, maybe it, maybe you'll poo poo it. I don't know. What about the New York football giants? Don't think they have the assets. They have a kid named Daniel Jones. Yeah. I I, I mean, uh, that's not going to be enough. You're you're, well, obviously him and a bunch of picks. Isn't it going to be enough for me? I'd rather have, because uh, they don't have two number ones the way the Dolphins no, have, they don't. Or the Jets have. I mean, that's what it's going to take. You're going to have to start with that, and and top five picks. So yeah, I think they're like ten ish. Yeah, they, they just they just don't have enough. That's what I'm telling you, if, if if you can find that bet, 
do it. Okay. And um, you're pulling your hair out over your bets. <laughs> I'll tell you how to put it back. You'll see Dr. Linville. It's that simple. And if you go to 975hair.com, set up your free consultation. And maybe you're a little bald. Maybe you're a lot bald. I was in really bad shape. And uh, when I went in, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to shave it. And then you start telling me about the neograph procedure. And it's like, listen, I'm going to take the hair off the back of your head, and I'm going to put it where it's missing. It's that simple. And they moved 2,451 follicles from the back of my head to the front. And guess what? It, it's grown out now. And I love it. I have hair. And, yeah, it's too long, and I'm, I'm you know, looking like a hippie. But, hey, I like it because I can do that again. And you can do it, too, especially if you're younger, guys, and, and you're, you're sitting here and it's starting to fall out. You're like, dude, I need to do something. Go visit him. And the cool thing is if you're still not back to work, now's the time to get it done because if you don't want people to know about it, you go back and, and they'll see you and say, wow, you look great. And you'll just say, thank you. And uh, he's had it done himself, too, so his hair looks fantastic. Just go to ESPN, 975, go to 975hair.com, set up your free consultation, get your hair back today with Dr. Linville. This is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. 713-780-ESPN, your number, 713-780-3776. And my, uh, my youngest son, his favorite band is now Green Day. Really? Yeah, I don't know well, why. Somebody in that family has good musical taste for a change. Um, he, Green Day is his favorite band. He knows, he's eight. He knows all their names. Uh, he, for some reason, he knows their birthdays. Okay, and, that's a bit much. And he, like, he basically sits. Um, he sits on the computer with his headphones on and his guitar, trying to learn how to play. But which Green albums Day songs. is he focusing on? I think early Green Day. Okay, so Kerplunk, Dookie, Dookie, Warning. Yeah. Okay. That's the best Green Day. Yeah, that was. Now that's quality Green Day. Yeah, but you know. This is how a stalker is born. You know that. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> it, uh, he's, he, he should be able to play all their songs, though. That's about the easiest guitar riffs there are. Yeah, that's what he's working on. And that's, he asked me for some bands that it would be easy to play, and I gave him some three-chord bands yeah. that are, you know, it's fun, but it's it's easy to play. He has, a, uh, he has an acoustic guitar, but he also has an old busted electric guitar Yeah. Um, that is missing a string, and he's dropped it down the stairs. But he still likes to sit there and strum it because he it, like it's cooler than playing the acoustic guitar. Even though like it's obviously way easier to learn how to play on an acoustic guitar than an electric yeah, guitar. Yeah. And I've tried to explain that to him, but he's he's stubborn in his ways. Um. Well, when he can when he learns to play a little bit, I've, I've probably got a couple of extra guitars sitting in the closet that he might actually like. Okay. Well, so he he's, if he gets some use out of them because they're just sitting there now. He. He spends a lot of time uh, with that headset on, at, like playing his guitar. He's trying to figure it out. Uh, that he is, like, if it were the 1980s, he'd be the coolest kid in school because he's all about guitars and skateboards. That's what that's his life. 
All right. That was that was pretty much me growing up. Guitars, skateboards, and weed. He was at that was pretty much it. I took him to the skate park uh, for the first time, and so he like drop he he was convinced he had to drop in into the half pipe, and he ate it probably a dozen times, and like you know there were some other kids who were trying to encourage him to do it, even though they were too scared to do it themselves. And I kept telling him, if you're going to drop in, you have to go fast. You can't, like, kind of ease it in. Otherwise, you're you're hopeless. And he finally did it. And, I mean, he is covered in bruises and scrapes. If uh, child services came to our house right now, they would take him away probably. Uh, but And especially because, like, from basketball practice, he busted his nose. Like, the kid is just a walking – he's a hurricane, okay? Uh, but – yeah, he he's he is a he's grinding on that guitar. He's he's he believes he's going to be uh, the next Billy Joe Armstrong. That's his plan. Good, good. I, uh, I'm I'm four. I'm four kids learning to play guitar. Let's and uh, he's got a mullet. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm liking this kid else. more and more. He calls it a mullet. It's kind of a mullet. Kind of like it's basically it's shaved into a like a mohawk, but the the back is now like. What when I was a kid we would have called it a rat tail, like it's starting to grow out into a tail. Okay, uh, but he digs it, and and he gets mad when his when his sides get too long, and you can't tell that he's alternative. <laughs> this is the one who used to like he used to not wear shorts because he wanted to look fancy. Now he's he's had a lifestyle change. <laughs> eh, you know what? I, I I like the kid. Yeah, he's rocking. He's a rock and roller through and through. <laughs> Let's uh, try Joseph. What's up, Joseph? Hey, sports guys. What up? Sports. Hey, so I just, uh, I think I have a good comparison about this uh, Jackie to be cat. I don't know if you guys probably mentioned him before, but he's just a poor man, Joel Osteen, you know, just running a corrupt operation and a con man. What do you guys think? Well, I don't disagree. I don't, I don't know enough about him to say that for sure, but it sure does feel that way. I'll tell you the worst look for Jack Easterby, worse than anything we've talked about. Where, like, when he gets in guys' DMs, for posting negative things about him, take that down. Like, I've seen that happen a couple times now. People have screenshot him. Like, you can't do that. If someone says something bad about you, don't DM them. Like, that's – I know from experience, dude. That's not the way to handle no, it. No, that's not the way to handle it, you know. But I didn't know he was – You just mute them so that you, so you never see it. I didn't know he was doing that. Oh, yeah, I've seen it a couple oh, no, times. Great. Not good. That's not a good look. Jesus, well, I mean, yeah, we've I've called him the Kenneth Copeland of the NFL, so the the Osteen thing has kind of been we've kind of done it, but I I don't know I don't know the man, and I I do feel like he's I I think some of this stuff I'm having a hard time buying. It, it does seem like somebody out there has an agenda, and then it just all explodes because. He's become the villain. And when you get to be a sports villain, you're done. Yep. And there's just not much you can do. And so, I, I mean, it, it, the if the guy doesn't want people tweeting about him at this stage, he needs to resign and go away. We shouldn't know who the hell a football director of operations is. Agreed. So, uh, still Curtin said, wife's pressuring me for us to have kids. I'm terrified and have no interest. Uh, hey, look, kids are great. They're better now that mine are grown up. I mean, you know, that's, that's the best, but they were fun and 
the teenage years not so much fun, and then now they're adults, and I don't have to deal with it. I I have fun with my kids. I mean, they, they've got similar interests in me. Uh, Holden likes jujitsu. Uh, they both like baseball. I like I, I I get I the time that I get to spend doing stff with them is fun stuff. Yeah, um, well, you guys, you know, baseball trips and all that. Yeah. So we, we we have I mean I I enjoy it I didn't I never even wanted kids and I'm I'm happy with it. Uh, watch out, AJ! Your poor kid's going to end up like Fred. Stop him now! I mean, listen, I, I can't I can't I, he's out of my control now. Hey, it's, twenty twenty five year old twenty twenty two to the twenty five year old Fred was wouldn't have been a bad person to turn into. But these are I mean, listen, these are things. That I, I tell him, listen, you've got to spend a lot of time doing these things. If you want to be good at these things, you have to do it for a long time, and you have to be ready to fail a lot at it. Guitar is a hard thing to learn. It is. Uh, especially when you're eight years old, it's hard to learn. I I think uh, I, I started learning when I was six. Okay. and It's not easy. No. And, and, well, but you know what? When you're that age, you don't realize how hard it is, and you just kind of learn. It's like learning a language at that age. Like now, it's hard for me to learn language, which right. I'm going to do. But if I'd learned it when I was a kid, I wouldn't have had any issues, right? Uh, when you're six to eight years old, learning to play guitar, you don't realize. Uh, by the time you're, by the time I was like seven or eight, I'd already been through all the hard part of it, and I was able to get better and better and better each year. And it never seemed hard because you know, you're you're not really aware of everything when right. you're that age. So I think that's a that's a good age for him to start, man. And skateboarding, it's hard to learn, and you, yeah. like you have to be willing to fall a lot. Fall a lot. Yeah, that's you, you're gonna you're gonna get some bumps and bruises on that. So I put down my skateboard and I got right back on my bike because <laughs> I was a lot better on my bike than I was yep. on my skateboard. But he's I mean like he's a he's a tough kid. Uh, he's a catcher in baseball. Like he like he's a, he like he's my other son is a lot uh, he's a lot softer. He ain't built. For, he ain't built for that life, and he's very risk adverse. My younger son is not risk adverse. He's he's very risk receptive. He's like it's worth it. Uh, let's let's do this thing. All right, uh, let's let's squeeze on TJ real quick. What's up, TJ? Hey, what's going on, guys? Sports I man. Then I don't know. I don't know if you guys already discussed it. What do you guys think about that uh, Springer deal to the Toronto Blue Jays? I know they have been quiet lately, but look like they're trying to go for it now i hang up and listen yeah listen i mean we we've kind of been saying for for months now it, it was between the blue jays or the mets and we knew the mets were willing to spend money they were going after some things but uh at the end of the day I guess the, the blue jays made a more appealing offer and yeah it, it, this it's a it's a great get for them for a team that's got a good young core and could use a couple you know solid veterans to round their team out the blue jays are i think the blue jays are going to be interesting if they, if their pitching can hold up they're going to be interesting. Uh, they play in obviously a, a, a division that's always going to be competitive. You know, the Yankees and the Red Sox are always going to spend the money. They, they, the Yankees have have a great team in place right now. The Red Sox will not be happy being at the bottom of their division. Yeah, for long. they're not going to stay there. And Tampa's, and Tampa's a there. really, really well run organization that finds a way to to build good rosters on the cheap. So um, it, it's a it's a tough place to win. And and kudos to them for for going for it. It's kind of the same thing I said about the Padres. You know, when you're looking up at the Dodgers and you see what the Dodgers have, and you're still willing to like put it all on the line and try and, and not just say, "Well, we're not going to beat them," I, I respect it. So I respect what the Blue Jays are doing. I think Springer's a good, you know, obviously a good player. 
And and I think the part of it why it's I, I'm not sitting here having like a thanks for everything you did, George. I knew George Springer was gone the middle of last season. Yeah, like yeah. this this isn't like a uh, a big heartbreaking thing to me, and it shouldn't be a big heartbreaking thing to Astros fans because you should have known by now that he, he was gone. Yeah, and I, and I've been saying all along that the Jays are going to spend money, man. That that Rogers, it's basically the AT and T of Canada. They own uh, they own them, the Raptors, the Leafs. They spend money on everything, and uh, they're they're out there trying to do the same thing now with the Jays. And and they they did it a few years ago when they had all those those guys, Bautista and everybody, and then um, they started rebuilding. But they're going to spend money again if they think they can win, and. Um, you know, they they just can't stop spending money. But if they'd gone to new brakes, they'd be able to stop because that's what new brakes does. They fix your brakes so you can stop. And, uh, guys, this is uh, such a cool company. I'm actually going to uh, have them out to uh, take care of my vehicle. Had a bunch of blitzers tell me the same thing. It's like, guys, they're, they're super nice. They do quality work. The best part is they come to you. Doesn't matter where you are. You could be at work. You could be at home. You'd be sitting there drinking beer in your underwear while they fix your brakes. You don't have to go sit in a shop and wait. And, and now's not the time to do that. 24-month, 24,000-mile warranty, 20 to 50% more affordable than shops and dealers on average. Quality brake parts, quality people. All you have to do, go to newbrakes.com, N-U-B-R-E-K-E-S.com. Get your transparent surprise-free repair quote, and uh, they'll get, they're going to get right back to you. And make sure you mention ESPN. You can mention Josh, you can mention me, you can mention ESPN. You're going to get 10% off your service. And, and you're going to get quality work. You're going to be happy with it. Your brakes are going to get fixed, and you don't have to worry about it. Sim- that simple. Newbrakes.com. Mention ESPN. Get 10% off your service in U-B-R-A-K-E-S.com. Newbrakes.com. This is Hyvie Trophy winner and College Football Hall of Fame, Mike Rozier, and you're listening to ESPN 97.5.